This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Hello, you may have heard there's a game on this weekend. Yes, it's the warm-up episode 122. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and I'm joined by Folkestone's finest, Mr. Tom Bradshaw. Tom, how are you doing? Hi, Brady, mate. Yeah, um, I'm doing all right. I've dragged myself, dragged myself out of the clutches of an illness out of bed, up a, up a flight of stairs to do this podcast. So forgive me if I like, I don't know, my chair, top, chair topples over halfway through the pod but we'll get through it it's um it's an exciting one isn't it it's an exciting one it is an exciting one and for people who doubt your commitment because you've missed a couple this season there you go there you go listeners he's dragging himself <laughs> up the stairs get this one. <laughs> but you're right it's a big one we're recording bright and early this morning aren't we tom um we are, yeah yeah do you think we'll be a bit more enthusiastic than when we did this last time which was <laughs> you, were in a, you were in a train station weren't you i think yeah, I was in a Weatherspoons at like seven o'clock in the morning, I think it was, um, just before a job, so I couldn't have a pint, unfortunately. But yeah, I haven't got one now either, so. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I think unless you're going on holiday, um, a 7am pint is frowned upon. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> so, it is. Um, a holiday off Plymouth away. I think right, true, the true. protocol. <laughs> In fact, what's the uh, so before we get into the Leeds game, which I'm sure people will want to hear, um, what is the earliest you've ever had a pint and it's not a holiday related thing? Um, I actually think it potentially was Plym- the Plymouth away game I went to, um, which will have been, I, I think, it wasn't a pint in a pub though, so it was just a cam, but that was probably like far in the morning. Um, and then other than that, I think I, I vaguely remember. I can't remember it. Well, I think it was um, it might have been a Blackpool away or something because it, it was a spoons in Huddersfield as soon as it opened. I had a pint there as well. That was about nine o'clock, half eight, nine o'clock. Good old cherry tree. Um, yeah. What about you? Mine is actually Huddersfield related. It is. Um, I went on a minibus 
to when we played Arsenal in the cup, you know, the famous yeah. Alan Lee goal. Yeah, um, legend. And I think we left at about 10 to 5. And yeah, because it, it was really a 12, kick yeah, 12 kickoff, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, I had a, I must have been like, oh, God, what year was that? We don't know. Yeah. I can't remember what year it was, but I'm, I must have been maybe not 18. Oh, uh, and I had a, I had a pint at about yeah ten to well a can at ten to five and uh, like a four pack of Stella or you know whatever disgusting lager you drink when you're that yeah. age and uh, I remember actually feeling quite hungover by the time the game started. Oh, <laughs> um, little Brady and his first few pints. Yeah, it wasn't little Brady though. I was still six foot odd. <laughs> oh, and for anyone watching on YouTube, uh, you got to see yeah. Tom Doggy on in the background. So the dog is just a bit. <laughs> maybe that's um, maybe that's a sign for us to move yeah. on to the Leeds United preview. People don't care. <laughs> what <are we> <laughs> um, okay, but um, we are recording this uh, before the Cardiff game. However, uh, there there was a game, uh, and you'll hear from future Brady about that Cardiff game right now. So I'm joined by uh, a voice that people would be very familiar with. Maybe. It's <laughs> Maybe. It's Mr. Freddie Cocker. Freddie, how are you doing? Good to see you, Freddie. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yeah, thanks for, uh, well, good to see you up for a game, especially yeah, on mate. Tuesday. We came last Saturday as well, so we've, yeah. we've, I'm going back down tomorrow. Well, hope, hopefully you good luck for this one. So how are you feeling exactly. ahead of this one? Uh, yeah, much better than we've won on Saturday. I think it was a massive win. Um, QPR, probably the worst team I've seen here for a very long time. I don't know, I've actually felt sorry for their fans. Like, normally... When people threat you always think teams are a bit better than they are because you're so stressed about a town game. But I was watching, I was thinking we should beat if we had anything about us, we'd, we'd beat them 4 0, 5 0 here. Um, so, so typically, we like to make things stressful, but thankfully, we got the win. So, yeah, looking forward to tonight. Yep. Um, do you think going to be same again for town, or they're probably a better team than uh, QPR, which I do agree they were uh, pretty trash. Well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't possibly speak to that because I haven't watched a lot of Cardiff this season, but I, have, I did have a look at their previous results and they've not won this month. I think their last result was against Rotherham. So uh, I don't know what's quite to make of that. They could be very good or they could be very bad. Um, I, did, I did actually expect them to struggle more than they have done this season. Uh, I think they had a lot of ownership troubles at the start of this season. I was thinking that they could possibly be down there. But they're, they're, in, a fairly, they're in a fairly decent position. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think we can get at least a draw, uh, but hopefully a win. Yeah, fingers crossed. And Freddie, last question, really. Um, how important is it to get a positive result heading into the, the Derby one? We've just done our Leeds preview. People will be hearing this. Uh, as part of our Leeds preview, is it good that we get a win here? Does it take the pressure off or do we still you know, need to get a result? Uh, well, I think we still need to get a result. I'm never going to say on this podcast that I don't think we're going to beat Leeds. Why so, choice, why exactly. Choice. Um, I think, obviously, Leeds is going to be difficult. Uh, I think maybe Darren Moore will think of it as a free hit because of the way they're playing. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you're right that a win tonight would, would take a lot of pressure off. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say we can't beat Leeds because we can and finally, for this very, very short interview, which you've been uh, very accommodating for, any message you'd like to say to the town fans before we uh, before we end it? Well, apart from up the town, I've got nothing else to say, mate. Well, that's that. That'll do for me. <laughs> that'll do for me, Freddie. Thanks so much. So, James, here we are, while Mr. Brightside players in the background of the fan zone. How are you feeling ahead of the Cardiff game tonight? We're in the fan zone. It's nice. Not bad, mate. I actually quite not a bad effort, really. I think there's some good beers on. Um, you know, it's a good fun experience. Looking forward to tonight. I think that after the win on Saturday, we look a decent team. We've, you know, got a couple of uh, goals coming from the midfield and 
hopefully Delano and uh, Harrop can do the business up top as well. I like I like this positivity going into a game. Um, yeah, no, we're at the fan zone because Phil Senior, who was on our previous pod, recommended it to me. Um, I'm normally very doubtful of Phil Senior and every opinion he has, but fair play, Phil, you're right on this one. Um, James, I asked Freddie the same thing, but if we get a positive result tonight, if we get a win, does that take the pressure off the game on Saturday? Yeah, to some extent, I think you're never gonna you're never gonna take the pressure off a league game. I think it's just naturally within a derby. You know, there's all, all the cliches apply in terms of you know, um, you know, previous previous results and form not mattering. I think that just in terms of our focusing on ourselves, really, like we just need to need to get a good result tonight, um, and then it just holds us in good stead more than anything else. But I think Leeds, you know, Leeds, everyone always wants a good result. I think I'd rather just not lose. Particularly uh, away, and uh, with the ticket price, I hope that we've, you know we'll we'll have a really good following there, and you know it's gonna it's gonna be a great game. But I think tonight, I think there's a really good opportunity. I don't, you know, um, I think there's a really good opportunity to get three points tonight. With uh, and uh, yeah, let's hope it's a, a sweet Caroline. Place yeah, I was just gonna background. say, I was like, sweet Caroline's coming on. Just some saying that, but uh, let's hope the yeah. team are reaching out for those three points. <laughs> anyway, we're checking it half time, mate. Thanks very much. So James, um, we forgot to do this at halftime because let's be honest, we were absolutely stunned, freaked out down at halftime. What do you even say to that? I mean, I mean, it's uh, it's let's just disregard everything I said before the game <laughs> for a start. But I think no, I think it, it's just like we we didn't look ready for that game. Two minutes in, we've already conceded, and um, for me, you have to. You know the coaching staff and the the manager take a certain blame if you're not ready for the game. Obviously, not saying they should be sacked at this point or anything like that, but it does make you wonder why we're not we don't seem to be ready for you know quite an important game coming up to you know the derby on Saturday. But I mean, I've got worries around players like Nakayama. Doesn't doesn't particularly look like he's ready to compete as a defender at this level. You know, for me, I said to I said to you about it at half time. I think. You know, you need a player like, if you're going to be a defender in the championship, you need to read the game well, like a, a Lees or a Schindler, or you need to be able to muscle and, and out-compete other players like a Helic or a Pearson. And I just think Nakayama plays the ball out well, but he's, he's, he's none of the two. And, um, yeah, I just think we just look second best all over the all over the pitch today. Um, you know, some players cop some flat, but really... It, it, it were a few soft goals there, really, straight from minute one. So, um, yeah, really disappointing. And, um, yeah, difficult, Diffic- hugely difficult to see, you know. Hopefully we just we just look a better team next, you know, against Lose, really. Yeah, and I mean, you can probably hear the train in the background. Um, that, that, to me, felt like that Birmingham game. Like, we're just, like, they weren't awake for any of the goals and we just concede early and then it's, like, done. I mean, yeah. that feels like, to quote the famous uh, <laughs> Neil Wayne, stick a fork in us. That's what we're saying after Yeah, saying I mean, it was one and Dunsky. You know, it's, um, I think that Town have got this thing where they seem to switch off uh, mentally. In terms of defensively, the, you know, we, we've got players who can defend. It's just somehow as a collective, they seem to switch off. Um, you know, it happens about one, once a month. Hopefully this is, you know, the last of it. Or, you know, the last of the month. So, yeah, but it just is a feature of our play, really, unfortunately. And, um, 
You can hear the train coming in now, and, uh, and that will probably end it there, because, I mean, there's not much to say, is there? Let's get the train yeah. on and forget about this. James, yeah. thanks for coming on. Thanks, Billy. And it finished 4-0 to Cardiff. Um, town fans, you're going to hear me and Tom, obviously we recorded the Leeds preview before uh, the Cardiff result tonight. Um, so we're a bit more cheery than probably we should be. Um, look, like, uh, just avoid the head loss on the timeline if you can. Just try and avoid looking back on it and interacting with stuff that's going to make you angry. And uh, let's just hope we see a performance on Saturday. Um I know I'm hoping uh, and a bit reluctant to go now, but you know, that's football. You never know, it can surprise you um, up the town, and let's just hope something positive comes soon. So, Tom, what did you think of what Future Brady had to say there? It's quite worrying that um, robots are actually going to take over Huddersfield at um, quarter seven on Tuesday night. I don't know about that. I've, I think I'm warning people in advance. <laughs> See, <laughs> right. I'm gonna have to start this dog out, I think, because if he's he can't get on, I know we're missing a guest today, but like we can't have a dog. Okay, we'll pause, we'll do a little ad break. Here we go. This is a jingle to stall while Tom sorts his dog out. Who let the dog out? Tom did just now. Okay, Tom sorted his dog, and yeah, you're right. Um, what surprised me the most was how I become a a real misogynist, racist, conspiracy theorist in, what, eight hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? It's pretty bad. Future's bleak. The future is bleak. Well, future might be bleak come Saturday lunchtime. Uh, <laughs> that game, shall we? So Huddersfield, they travel to Ellen Road for the first time since 2020 to play their neighbours, Leeds United, who play Stoke City tonight, if you're listening on a Wednesday morning when this pod goes out. Uh, I won't have the stats for that game yet because although we have future Brady, he doesn't go that far ahead. It's, it's a shame, but what can you do? Um, but before that game, Leeds have won three on the spin and they've lost just once in the last six prior to that Stoke City game. And again, I hope Stoke, hope Stoke don't win that purely because it means they won't lose two in a row. So Stoke, you know, just, I don't know, Stoke. Um, it's something that isn't going to change because of that Stoke game, though, is, is Leeds United's home form because that's an away match. Leeds are unbeaten at home this season, uh, winning three and drawing the other three. Tom, it is a derby. It is the derby, potentially. Depends. I don't know. Depends what age you are. But I would say it's the derby for Huddersfield. Um, yeah. How do you feel about this one? I mean, it's a, it's a derby, isn't it? I mean, I, I've always... I've always seen Bradford more of a derby for me personally okay. a bigger derby um, Leeds are annoying because half my family I only want to beat Leeds because half my family are Leeds fans so it's more more of a kind of yeah, bragging rights kind of thing used to um, when we were playing them in League One used to leave um, voice voice machi- voice machines voicemail on my uncle's answering machine um, funny ones pretending to be Leeds managers or town managers and leaving, yeah, stupid things like that. So that that's why I enjoy this game because we've actually had quite a good um, a good run against them in recent history, I think. Anyway, um, but yeah, Brady, they're good team, aren't they? Very good team, very good team. Um, good form. Uh, I think that have they scored second most goals in the league or third most goals in the league? They're up there, third in the division. Um, mm. 
not lost at home, but they've had some shaky results at home. I mean, they've they've gone. I feel like they've gone behind quite a lot, and it's it's kind of like capitalising on that. But teams haven't seemed to weather any storm after going in front, and that's kind of the worrying thing. There, the, mm-hmm. it always kind of, it seems inevitable that they'll they'll potentially pull it back at some point. So I think that's that's what we've got to be looking at ahead of this one. Um, yeah, difficult, isn't it? Yeah, they've got a lot of players who can hurt us, I think, as well. And uh, not to sound downbeat before we do this, I mean, um, again, as we're speaking now, we don't really know what the Cardiff result was. Um, I do think if there is a positive result, which future Brady will have discussed, I think that takes the pressure off this game quite a bit as well. Um, Because let's be honest, I don't think most neutrals and pundits alike are predicting us to get anything from this one. So I wouldn't say it's a free hit. But, you know, I think it certainly takes the pressure off to, to try and get something there. Yeah, they're a good team. They've got a lot of pace. That's the, the main matchup for me here. Because you're right, they do kind of come on in, in swarms, really, don't they? In terms of attacks. And when we've not, as much as I love Pearson, Hellick and, and Tom Lees, um, they're not the quickest. So, um, yeah, so I'm a little bit concerned about that matchup. But, um it's interesting that I want to know more about these voicemails that you left there, Tom. You just skipped over that. Oh, it'd just be stupid stuff. Like, we'd, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, when Michael Collins scored that last-minute winner and it'd just be ringing him up, putting on silly voice, saying it's um, whoever insert lead manager was at the time. And, yeah, just silly things like that. And it used to wind him up so much because, obviously... They absolutely hated that they were in League One and also losing to little old Huddersfield. So it was a it was a beautiful moment in uh, history that was yeah, Brady. Um for all yeah. concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. What what a time to be a town fan. <laughs> um well obviously Tom, it, you know, it is our cup final, as uh, as we would say. So um are you? This is actually. Could we talk about how this is the first away game I'm going to this season? So um, fans, do at me because you yeah. loyal, you loyal man. It's only me. I mean, to be fair, I live in Leeds, so that's why I got tickets. Um, it's not because I'm a loyal fan. It's just because, yeah, I've played the system. Um, but you, did you enjoy my little um, in the WhatsApp group, my little uh, live blog of how I, my ticket process? I mean, it was. Um... It was extremely exciting, Brady. I mean, the whole ticket debacle, hasn't it? There's been a whole thing about that. I mean, um, come on, town, town have got to sort that out, how to purchase tickets in the first place. I mean, it seemed like a right fast, didn't it? How long were you on hold for? Two hours? Uh, two hours, 10 minutes by the time I'd got the confirmation email. That's insane, isn't it? And then, um, and then I don't know if we dare touch on the reciprocal pricing debacle as well well um, we touched on it last week and the lads touched on it on sunday but do you want to touch on it again just to prove that we're actually all right about it, it doesn't really matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it, it i am all right about it but it's just it's like it's just so funny like they're the ones that set the price at 47 quid and then the other teams are in the the other teams are the ones that are in the the wrong because they weren't drop to whatever 20 quid even though it's 25 anyway move on 
<laughs> well, your dogs seem to disagree with that. I don't know if your dogs so much going there. I can't believe this. <laughs> can't believe this dog's got back upstairs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> Do you need to sort it, or should we? No, he's, he's. I've just heard him. He's run back downstairs. He's a he's a Saluki lurcher, so he's like got a bit of greyhound in him. So he's a bit. He's, he gets a bit excited. He's very. He's very quick up and down those stairs. Well, <laughs> it's exciting because this is a big game, Tom. You know. Yeah, the nerves yeah. kicking in for him, him already. <laughs> exactly. So, in fact, Tom. Why don't you tell us about how big a game this is historically? Because it's time for your history corner. Tom's history corner. Tom's history corner. Is that the jingle? That's not the jingle. Listen to the jingle. I make this jingle for you. No one else. I, um, sir, it's um, it's a, it's quite. There's a lot of history in this fixture, Brady. And as mm. much as Leeds fans would probably deny it, <laughs> um, we have played each other a lot over the years. So over the 99 years of playing each other, we've played each other 80 times. Mm. Um, first meeting goes as far back as 1924. And that was a one-all draw in Ooh. town's second title returning season. Billy Smith, the scorer um, of a vital away goal that day, which obviously helped to see town lift the the championship for the second time in a row. Um, and in those early days, town were actually um, dominant in the fixture, losing only twice in 20 meetings. Mm. Um, imagine if that happened again, that'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? Um, this included a 6-1 town win in 1928, um, which is the most goals that the fixture has seen. Wow. And it's quite impressive, actually, among some other high-scoring games, um, and the fixture has actually only seen four nil-nil results in its history. So four nil-nil results out of eight. What's that, Brady? Five percent? Is that correct? Is my math correct there? Five percent. I'm going to say yes because it's early in the morning. <laughs> and then you've already touched on it. The last time we met, um, Leeds took that two-nil win at Ellen Road. Of an, an annoyingly very good goal from mm. the, the mophead Luke Aylin, and he did that stupid guitar celebration in front of the town fans didn't it um the danny cowley era um very early on wasn't it? it was only a couple of games into it i think um was that, i think that was because it was march wasn't it i yeah oh later on actually COVID, wasn't it yeah it was that was yeah. that's that was the big talking point of it yeah it was just before just before covid um and yeah that i mean that win saw them help them in their promotion Hunt as well, and they ended up winning the title, didn't they? And got back to the Premier League for the first time in 18 years. Only took them 18 years to get back. So, um, <laughs> uh, then I guess we will touch on some of those memorable games, Brady. So, um, one of my favorites came in the 2015 16 season, um, and a sign of things to come for town, I think, where Wagner's side produced that brilliant 4 1. Away win at Ellen Road. Can you name the scorers that day, Brady? Because I believe there was four different scorers. Oh, uh, Naki got one, didn't he? Yeah. Um, did Raj get one from the par? Um, no, no, I don't think so. 
I thought you'd have he'd, when you. He doesn't. Know, no, he didn't. He didn't. Okay. He didn't. I'm just checking okay. my notes well, again. He didn't. They have it. Oh, no, they have the notes. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. No, Van Lepard did not. But Naki Wells did. Yes. Did Harry Bunn score? Harry Bunn scored the second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On 69 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry Bunn. Sorry. Because I remember. Oh, what a legend. I can't. I can't remember the other two. I remember Naki and Harry Bunn. Well. Mark Hudson got the opener, or the, nice. the equaliser, sorry, the opener for town, but the equaliser. Leeds scored mm -hmm. on the 22nd minute. And then, remember the name, Karim Matmore scored oh, the third on that counter-attack, um, rounded off. What a, what a brilliant result. And, um, yeah, the celebrations at the end with Wagner. Kind of rounded off a pretty mediocre season, didn't it? But it was, um, it was just that signs that we actually had a manager who, was playing attacking football and getting in people's faces and stuff. Brilliant. Mm. Um, and that was, um, yeah, 4-1 win away at Ellen Road. And actually, Town have beat Leeds 4-1 three times. Um, once at home and another time away. Um, and that second 4-1 drubbing that Town gave Leeds at Ellen Road came in the 1960-61 season. And that is your history corner. Although, wait a minute, little uh, reminder in my ear from the studio um <laughs> played for bruff played for bruff <laughs> who played for bruff what well, our bruff our bruff who we there's a number of players in the brady i'm gonna list off four and okay. i'll let you uh, chime in with any of us clyde weinard um mm -hmm. played for both um town actually signed him for like half the amount that Leeds signed him in and uh, I mean he he did pretty good at town didn't he until the obviously the injury with the during the car incident accident yeah Trevor Trevor Cherry um yeah. one of town's greatest ever players quite an amazing career playing for all the West Yorkshire big boys in town Leeds and Bradford um a current player for town Mr Tom Lee's had yeah. a, a, a stint at Ellen Road Underwater. and then. Yep, under under Neil, and this probably is my favourite because um, the how much town fans hate him and have booed him so much, and I feel like he he might have he only played like one game for us potentially. Alex Bruce, um, yeah, yeah, came did he come on loan from Leeds to us, and um, town fans weren't happy already, and then. Did he get sent off for? I mean, he's got sent off against us so many times. And did he also get sent off for us? I can't remember, but I know he got sent off for scrapping with your lovely man, Alan Lee, didn't he? Um, he did, and that was um away at Hull. A beautiful yeah. moment, a beautiful bit of um, bit of cheating really from Alan Lee there, um, yeah. because he did elbow. <laughs> he did, but he did. the player hit the game. Yeah, he did elbow Alex Bruce and then um incidentally fell on the floor saying that he had been elbowed himself. <laughs> Which um yeah, what what an amazing man. Sorry to bring up Alan Lee again. Um, no, you're not sorry, don't don't pretend you're <laughs> um Clay is he, the one. Yeah, the bearded Clay. bearded wonder. Yeah. Um was that the one I think Lee Morris talking about it where he celebrated in front of Warnock. Yeah, I I, I love that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, but just that alone was a was a, an amazing. Did we lose that game far too potentially? Yeah. Um, Clayton, yeah, running 
half the length of doing the Adebayo on it and then sliding in front of front of Warnock. Wonderful yeah. stuff. Um, the, that Leeds game you were talking about with, with Aileen, which is obviously the last one we played, I remember, I wasn't actually at that one, um, but I remember, you know, and what was so annoying about that goal was it was so early on and you just, like, I know it can, you can say now, no, but you just knew that was going to be an iconic goal. And yeah. So it's kind of just like, it was like, oh, it's really good. It's from someone who's played for him for years who mm, doesn't really score. Brilliant goal. In the game. And I was just like, oh, it's going to be Brilliant a goal. Brilliant goal. Um, I mean, I think it's, for me, celebration ruins it a bit, but it's a brilliant goal. Yeah. Do you know what? Also, look, before we were doing this one, um, do you know what blew my, or as Danny, Danny Dyer has previously tweeted, do you know what freaked my nut out? What freaked um, out? Do you know who's on the bench for us? For us during that yeah. game? Um yeah. Smith Rowe, I don't know. Chabula. No, no Keen Harrett and Scott High. I don't oh, know why. Really? Well yeah, in, the, in the home in the home fixture that season, Brady, I, I remember us being really short. And did Keen Harrett come on in that game? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, off. I just couldn't um I don't know. It's just I think that's very, that's very town, isn't it? Talking we had some youngsters. <laughs> I think the thing is, though, you forget that season. We we had some very good players in that squad, but there was no depth. I think as much as people slate the Cowleys, they did do they did do well with. I wouldn't say limited resources, but kind of you know there wasn't much backup. And if it's lucky, people like Chabler and Smithra etc. didn't get injured. Um, yeah, I well, this is again we're detracting from the from the Leeds preview. I get I get really annoyed about this season because people are like, oh, can you look at that team, like, and I think everyone convenient. Well, not everyone, quite a few fans conveniently forget the context, which was we're absolutely free falling, yeah. and also like, yes, we had Smithrow, Trevor Shalaber, you know, Lossling, Golf, Schindler, etc. But like, they weren't the players they are now. No. Like I still I don't know I think people take away from the Cowboys and I kind of get that, but I do think they 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 did a good job and I I think yes they brought in better players but they weren't the players they are now. Like yeah, yeah. I mean Trevor Shalaber's the classic. People didn't like him till about three quarters of the yeah. way through the season. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, get off my high horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was a good history corner. That um, a lot a lot of memories. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously the classic one's Heffler's winner. I feel like you got to mention that every time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that season in general, on it, my my winner, iconic hoggy um, commentary, but the Heff winner, be- absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Izzy Brown won it first first half, equalised Chris Woods, and then I mean that, like you saying, you're on about iconic moments that kind of make you think. Oh, this season's our season. The Erling goal, that volley, what a goal it was, and then the one of the, the goal that stands out for the season we went up is probably that one because I mean it was a bit of a it was kind of sold as the one of these two teams could push Newcastle or Brighton, and it was like a whoever wins this could do it. And I mean we did. We came so close to getting that automatic, really, didn't we? It was just mm. God. There were some good teams in that league that year, Brady. At least fighting at the top, there was. 
Yeah, I mean, I always say this disparagingly for town because I'm a town fan. I've got to be pessimistic. But uh, at work, we've got Newcastle and Brighton fans, and you know, Premier League gets discussed. And I always say, "Well, we were the we were the other team that came up with Brighton." Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> Look at <those> town. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the saddest part. <laughs> but you know, let's let's try not. I think we're in a positive mood, despite the fact yeah. that we've talked a lot about a really good goal for Leeds United. Um, <laughs> I suppose they're on a bit of a run at the moment, like we say. Um, are you worried about this one anymore? Because I know we touched on the derbies, but you know, fan bases. I believe even Stephen Chicken said in a very affectionate way that um, town fans go a bit um, silly when when we play Leeds, and uh, mm. let's just say, you know, neutral, balanced, not in the heat of the moment uh, takes come out. Um, does it matter? Like, I don't know. Does it, does that affect your thinking at all heading into this one? Obviously, you want to get a good result against uh, your rival, but does it? I don't know. How are you feeling about it? Um, I don't know, Brady. I mean, I've always, whenever I've gone into it, I've always just felt like I know it is a big game because it's always either side. I mean, Leeds can say it's our cup final, all that jazz, but um. It's always a big crowd, regardless, at Ellen Road or at uh, the John Smiths. So um, there's always a that edge to it. It always kind mm-hmm. of has a build up as a as a cup game, as a kind of that kind of tetchy. Um, the players always seem a bit more nervous, a bit more up for it. Um, so I would say that um, <sighs> town fans potentially do. Egg it on a little bit more than than needed, but in reality, like we've got we've got two derbies really, um, and one of them we haven't played for oh, God knows how long. I think the last time we played Bradford was in the Papa John's Trophy or something in two thousand and six, maybe two thousand seven. Like it's that's too long to be. So of course you're gonna you're gonna get excited. That's kind of that's the point of football, in it? <laughs> Those derbies, the people who live near you, you want to get one over on them kind of thing. So, um, it's, it's just part of football, Brady, yeah. I mean, what what do you, what are your thoughts on it, living in Leeds? I mean, do you walk around with your town shirt on ever? <laughs> um, I, well, no, I ran, I, when I did my first half marathon, oh, Brady, do you do half marathons? You never talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, went training once around like the local park near me in my town shirt and I got quite a few funny looks and a guy went to stop me um, and I just kind of like carried on because I was like because he looked at my shirt and then tried to stop me and I was just like no I'll just I'll just keep jogging so I don't um, (laughs) I think it's one of them in it where like it's can I think having like will as town fans will never be quote the historically bigger team with bigger fan so like i think if you're on that side it, you can kind of flip it either way you can be like oh we're not bothered about it like you know especially when you're favorites it's kind of like less pressure well you know and i don't mean this in a disparaging way but this season is let's be honest it's a bit you know it's a bit of a clunky season it's not like we're going to be high flying so we're expecting Best case scenario, which is depressing, probably an 18th place finish, you know, like, you know, comfortably clear of relegation. So, yeah, like if we get a positive result on Saturday, 
that will be a highlight of the season. I mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, honestly, it's not like we're playing, you know, Leeds are, are challenging up there. So yeah, if we if we won, you know, it'd be great. It'd be a highlight of the season. Of course, it would. So um, it'd be exactly the same if you know Leeds were in the position we were in currently. So uh, you know, it it does it does matter to a sense, but I don't know. I'm not going to. Um, as the kids say, I'm not going to have the head loss on the timeline if we lose because yeah. Let's be honest. Leeds are expected to win this game, and they should. Yeah. They should probably win this game. Um, <laughs> sorry, town fans, but yeah. Um, so I think I think that's the thing, though. It's like you know, going in, we know, and uh, I'll be excited to be in the the away section of Ellen Road. Um, that lovely away section. Mm. I'm going in expecting not to not to win that game, so anything's a bonus. So um, yeah, and I think that's the thing. If we put in a good performance. Um, regard you know, say if let's because Leeds' games before this Stoke game, they've all been the last three have been one goal margins. So if we yeah. say we lost 2 1, but we really went for it and you know, a bit unlucky, I I, I, I wouldn't say I'd be happy with that because you don't like to lose in the derby, but I'd t- there'd be a lot of encouragement you could take into the next the, the rest of the fixtures coming up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think that's a really good point, Brad. I mean, is it two two clean sheets this season so far? Um, coming in the two three nils, Millwall away, and Watford at home. I think it was, yeah. Um, so you kind of you kind of looking with a bit of oh come on, Town can get a goal here if 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 they're playing it right, if they're playing the cards right, as the, as the phrase goes. So um, there's always that there's always a bit of hope, isn't there, going into a game like this? I mean, um. I think they've been really good, but there is obviously there's obviously fragilities there in that team. So it's just whether we set up and and take us chances and play us cards right. So it's it's kind of all down to Mister Moore, I think, Brady. It is indeed. And Tom, I realise we've uh, spent quite a lot of time talking about <laughs> um, just just randomly, randomly. <laughs> um, let's hear from a Leeds fan because you spoke to someone for the fan phone, didn't you? Yeah, I caught with um, Cozzy's mate actually, uh, Tom, and this is this is that conversation. Hello, this is Tom Bradshaw, and you're listening to the Fan Phoning. Hello, caller. Tell us about your team. Hiya, mate. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Um, can you tell us a bit about Leeds season last year? Last season was essentially a write-off for four managers. Started brilliantly in August, 3-0 win against Chelsea, and then just, yeah, went downhill from there, to be honest. Uh, Board, sporting director, Victor Orr, just, yeah, lost lost the faith of the fans, lost control. And then, yeah, ultimately, through the last throw of the dice with Big Sam towards the end of the season, just didn't go well at all. And then over the summer, the buyout's been done. The 49ers have come in. Obviously, to start in August, we had the, all the turmoil with the clauses of all these loan clauses. So players could decide they wanted to leave on loan rather than playing the championship. We then had Nanta refusing to play. That's since been sorted. Whether it'll rear its head again in January, I don't know. But at the minute, the 49ers look like they did some good business in the summer. Ampadu, Rodon, Pirro coming in. Jorginho's 
finding his feet in English football. So, so far, so good. And as things go, um, and as you touched on, all those managers in and out, um, tell us a bit about the man in charge now, Daniel Farker. What, what do you think of him? How are Leeds fans finding his football? With Daniel Farker, he came into a horrendous start, to be honest. Yeah, half his team didn't want to be here. He didn't know who was going to be here, but himself, he never moaned. He's kind of brought a bit of a feel-good factor back. Like he, He's honest in his press conference. He talks passionately about football rather than making excuses and talking about other things. But yeah, uh, hopes this season, I suppose, Leicester looks strong. So we've got to be looking at Ipswich and thinking we can catch them to get that second spot at the minute. Leicester will have a wobble. They're going to lose a few players in, Janu- a few players in January with AFCON. But I think our aim should be... At minimum, top six. If we can get top two, great. But, yeah, it depends how we do. Uh, quite a few signings this season. Also lost a few, haven't you? But um, tell us a bit about who is standing out for you, either new signing or someone who's uh, stuck around with Leeds in the Championship. Standout players so far we've got this season. You've got, obviously, everyone's talking about Archie Gray, um, the latest of the Gray family. But for me, Ethan Ampadu has been a great signing in midfield. He's solid, he's steady, he breaks up play, he gets stuck in. Joe Rodon's a great signing on loan. We do up weak when he's not in the back four alongside Pascal Strout. And then at the other end of the pitch, Somerville was the match winner uh, against Norwich at the weekend. And then obviously, Georgino Rutter is a maverick. Um, you generally don't know what he's going to do on the ball. Uh, I don't think he knows, to be honest, but... Part of the parcel of uh, enjoying the game of football. Right, and finally, it's the big one. It's the derby. Um, let's have your score prediction for Saturday. I'm not looking forward to this. Here we go. I think if we get the early goal, uh, if we can score in the first half, we we probably could get three or four. Somebody is going to get a hide in this year at Ellen Road. I'd love it to be Huddersfield, but um, we struggled against Chef Wednesday um, You know, when we played them earlier in the season, so... If you come with the kind of same approach and want to um, try and keep it tight at the back and hard for us to break down, then it could be a tight game. But I'm going to go... I'll go for a 4-0. Leeds win. And there we go. It's always, a, go. always a pleasure speaking to a Leeds fan, isn't it, Brady? Hey. No, um, <laughs> that was really funny because he messaged me out of the blue, like, do you need a Leeds fan? I was like, um, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know, because you're getting involved, helping the warm out, that's what we like to see. Yeah. Okay, Tom, before we go to the break, let's talk about Kwana's question. A few things, the things change, but also a lot of things are still the same. So, Kwana's question this week, obviously, was what does the town of the Leeds rivalry mean to you? So, Tom, we've kind of touched on it, but I'll ask you regardless. Um, Big Elbow, he says... Family bragging rights. I think that was a, a uh, Fred that popped up quite a lot in this question. Mm. Um, I liked this from Brown's uh, Brown Robin's goal, which said everything. My girlfriend is a lead season ticket holder, and the reason I like that, I mean, interesting, interesting dynamic. The reason I like that is <laughs> I love it because it's incredibly petty. Yeah, he's asterisked some of the letters in Leeds. <laughs> I love when people do that, but <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, it's so it's so funny, isn't it? Did you see the when the when those ticket prices came out? Did you see that um, chalkboard in a bar? I think in Huddersfield saying um, forty-seven pound for all leads, but with the asterisks in fans. Um, yeah, it is. It's so petty, isn't it? It's it's really cringy, but you you do you have got to love that kind of commitment to people who won't literally type out. Yeah, <laughs> leads. It's like. <laughs> It's like they won't say it in real life. Like, do they? They just, uh, where are you today, love? Oh, I'm shopping in fucking. Just can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> I'm shopping in the city in West Yorkshire. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, I, yeah, I love it. Uh, and this one from James Jessup. This is this is it. I I enjoyed this because there was some there's some all caps in here. So I'll I'll shout the all caps bit. James says, "My dad's a Leeds fan." One of my best mates, a Leeds fan. Simply put, we cannot lose <laughs> Saturday. I'll have to mute my phone and move away for a week. That's, that's, that's hard. Dad's a Leeds fan. I mean, I thought wife a Leeds fan. I mean, that's difficult. But dad's a Leeds fan. There's going to be some rib in there. Yeah. I mean, I've got a few Leeds fans, mates, but that's expected. But I, I think I was quite lucky. It was just kind of my uncle and my cousins, Leeds fans. Um, dad's a town fan. That's all right. So not not really not really suffered too much. I think where um I don't remember being there being that many Leeds fans in my school, to be fair. One of the PE teachers was a Leeds fan and he didn't he didn't let it go at all whenever the derby was coming. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it, man? I mean, um we get called a town full of Leeds fans, don't we, as well by him. So <laughs> Yeah. Um Yes, that's interesting. Uh, well, for James, that his dad's a Leeds fan and he's the town fan. Yeah. I don't know that. I like that. But um, Tom, touch on it a little bit. But what does what does the rivalry mean to you, Mister Tom Bradshaw? Um, I mean, to, I, I guess to be fair, it's it's um, it's a big it's a big game in it. I mean, it's, to be honest, it, I've only kind of really got decent memories of it. I don't think I've really seen us get battered i mean there was the 5-1 but i didn't go to that thankfully <laughs> um i mean i think i've been lucky with my with my um derby day game so um yeah i mean it it just it's bragging rights in it like a lot of mates a lot of my dad's mates are leeds fans so um i'm in a group with like my dad and all his mates so it's funny just i'm like a silent spectator in that and I've, I'll pipe up now and again but it's like just funny listening to them lot go on about this coming up and um, all the town lot are very vocal when Leeds are doing bad but then it's the same with the Leeds fans are very vocal when town are doing bad so it'll be interesting to see what happens on there on Saturday night <laughs> yeah, Well um, yeah I mean as I mentioned I'm going to the game um, particularly if you're listening and you go to all the away games and, and didn't get a ticket I deliberately asked for your ticket, so that's why it's not yet. Um, <laughs> the only thing it, it matters to me is my sister's boyfriend is a Leeds fan. And right. uh, he, well, I'm a, I'm a grown man, so I was okay about it. But my sister, with great relish, uh, told me that when we were in the playoff final against Forrest, um, when Forrest scored, they were watching it because my sister has no interest in football. Um, they were watching it at home while me and my stepdad were at that game, and apparently he cheered with great joy when Levi Colwell put it in his own net. Um, so, 
just See, you know. But they don't they don't care, Brady, but they don't mm. care. <laughs> I I would laugh right, okay. If that was the other way around, I would I would probably laugh, but I wouldn't cheer. Like so a little bit different. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah Joel <laughs> it won't be listening to this, but uh, my sister occasionally listens, especially if I clip this out. So yeah, yeah. Joel. Uh, he's actually <laughs> going to that game uh, as well uh, in the Leeds end. So, yeah, a couple of people at work are Leeds fans as well. But, um, yeah, yeah they, they don't really care, which is um, like genuinely don't care, which I kind of like. <laughs> yeah. So, they're just not asked. Um, so, it's good. Um, right. Okay. We're probably going to have a really short second half, but let's, let's put a break in here now anyway. Um, Obviously, we are sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Um, this is an away game, and it's an early kickoff. So, I think you should place your order in if you're listening to it now. If you want ten percent off your beers to travel to Ellen Road, or you can get them in if you're going to watch it at home. Um, and you can do that. Get your ten percent off any orders you do online by using our code AHTTC10. Um, so yeah, get the beers in. Um, you know, but drink responsibly because it isn't. It is an early game. You know. You don't want to be, um, we've all been there. You don't want to be, we were joking about drinking early, but you, you know, you don't want to be half one on a Saturday afternoon and be be a bit too far gone. There's no going back. It's a long, it's a long road back. So uh, yeah, do be careful. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this one. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Tom, so I feel like, obviously... This is ending up being quite a long pod, so I think let's just keep a really short second half here. But where do you think Town can hurt Leeds? You know, obviously we've heard from Leeds fan, but I want to know how Town can can hurt this Leeds United team. Tell me, tell me how, please. Well, Brady, um, I mean, I guess you've got to look at Fark and how he's how he's set up over the years. Um, I guess he's kind of quite a unique style when he first came to Britain, wasn't it? It's quite um, that kind of low block shape, but it changes very rapidly into a really attacking formation using those wing backs. Um, but mainly only using those kind of, those full backs in that kind of final third. I feel like most of his stuff comes through the middle. So obviously you've got to be targeting that, haven't you? And thinking, Right, how are we going to stop any player coming through there? If, if that's where, if that's where they're most dangerous, so it's kind of looking at Hogg and Wiles to be to be really on it. Hoggy just having let, let's have a Hoggy game of the season kind of moment. Um, I think that 
it's a, <laughs> the more I look at it, it's, it sounds more difficult because it's like they build through the middle, but then they have those options out wide. And like you said, the pace out wide, that's going to be the killer. So it's, you, I mean, I'd probably be playing like Headley, maybe I'd be, I'd be putting, putting a bit of pace on those wings. Um, Sauber. I mean, I actually think Karoma has been better defensively than Sauber this year. So it's, it's kind of, I think I'd, I'm either dropping, I'm dropping Sauber or Karoma to the bench for this and bringing Headley in for one of them. And it's probably going to be Thomas because I just think Karoma has been better defensively. I know they play, Headley plays the Karoma side, but I'd like to think at this level you're interchangeable. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's it's that the the worrying thing for me is the I look at that that game they had against Norwich and um, they were two 0 down, and he basically ends up putting I think it was three off it, it, the formation basically went to like I don't know three three four is that correct is that is that maths correct <laughs> yeah. yeah three three four um they had so many players up front basically um and then uh and got it back to to the win to win three um three two um so it's like i think what we need to do is obviously score first and just defend really well and make the game really shit <laughs> um i mean i don't know what you think have you have you watched them at all this year Watched a couple, um, you know, just highlights. I mean, I, yeah, obviously I did some stuff for the championship chat as well. And I do think, you know, again, I've, I've touched on it. I think they've got a lot of attacking players that hurt us, can hurt us, because um, we've seen that already. Um, I don't, I think the thing is, I completely agree with you. Town, as we saw in the QPR game, we don't really have the firepower to keep going. Um, QPR, you know, we kind of let them get back into that. That was, by the way, I, I know we're not a review, but but that was such a typical town win. Mm. <laughs> when you're like, you're yeah. clearly better than them and you're racing to a two-nil lead and you're lucky to hang on. Yeah. Um, we can't do what like Ipswich can do. Obviously, Ipswich lost 4-3 um, and they were just kind of going for them, but Leeds can always score. I, I completely agree with you. We need to go to Ellen Road and absolutely stink the place out. And make it as you know awful, like delay the game, stop them getting into a rhythm as much as possible. And um, I would probably go, I'd probably go to a back four for this and try and keep it solid. I actually think our midfield, while it's lacking sometimes that killer final pass, I think in terms of the work rate we're going to need to make put leads off their game and, and make it difficult. I think Wiles, Radoni, and Hogg is a very good midfield for that. They're going to keep mm. running. They're going to put in the tackles. They're going to disrupt the flow of those Leeds players. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that's good. And then it's just it's just about up front. Again, we're lacking options. Um, really, I don't. To be honest, I I don't know if you play Bergsorg in this one because I think he might be a better wild card option to bring off if it's yeah. games like nil nil. And I do think he. We saw that in the QPR game, but he can give the ball away a bit silly sometimes. And we, what we don't want to I feel like I'm going a bit Graham Taylor. What we don't want is to be caught quick break. But um, I feel like he's a potential, yeah, potential weak point. So I, I would be tempted to maybe. Um, I don't think Harrods Harrods good in a 
on his own up top. Yeah. Um, I think he still has a bit to learn, so maybe I would pair him um, with someone up there. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we just need to be top of our defensive game really for this one and yeah. stick the place out. So I feel like I've done a lot of, ooh, ooh. but yeah, I think because we don't have a lot of options up front, I probably would. I probably a classic. Um, well, I don't. I'd almost go like I'd, I'd have our midfield free. But just kind of, I mean, formations don't really matter these days. I'd keep that free, but yeah, maybe just have, I like kind of, fullbacks a bit, a bit more defensive. Yeah. Probably Harrit, and then maybe, oof, I'd maybe play Karoma up there actually. Um, yeah. With... Sorry. Yeah, it's Did difficult, you... isn't it? I mean, what they, I mean, they've they've almost conceded a goal a game, so they've conceded thirteen Brady. I mean, if we're getting a goal, it's going to be one, isn't it? And it's whether Town can then keep as tight as possible and 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 not concede um, more than one. I think. I mean, scored twenty, third highest goal scorers in the league. But it's looking at those players; they've got some very good players, haven't they? Um, Piro, Piro, um, Somerville doing really well. Um, but it's like Byram still there doing. I really like Sam Byram, he's a good player in there. Um yeah. and then um Liam Cooper. Um good defender. And then I can't pronounce his name, but when I did I've only watched them once this year when they played Southampton and it was on um T V and they had a pretty terrible start in that game with a three 0 down at half time. Um mm. Pascal Stritch Stritch Stritch, yeah. Um I do really like him. He's a he's a good player, um, and but but I do then look at the rest of that defense, and I think mm, Cooper, mm. Aylin, there's there's legs there, and I think if you put if Harrit is on the pitch, he's that young kind of annoying player that could do something against um, two players that are getting on a bit. Um, yeah, I think there's there's potential there to to trouble them um, and then but then you've got Ampadu as well it depends how they line up isn't it as well um, I, I, Dan James I mean they've got some very good players in there in that squad <laughs> um, mm. they've, they've done they've done well coming down from the Prem I mean especially at the end of last year when you thought they were going to almost implode with things and it's actually turned out alright for them who they've kept on who they've brought in yeah, and I, I hate to say it, oh God, it sounds like Danny Cowley's post-match press conference after that last time we played him, but um, I, I think Daniel Farker is probably the smartest appointment they could have made. You know, mm. he's got proven proven experience. And I do think, you know, I talk about it a lot, and I, I mentioned this on the Championship podcast I, I did, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't mean this in a negative way, but I do think the financial resources between the Premier League and the Championship means that if you do get relegated, unless you're Huddersfield Town, if you do get relegated from the Premier League, you've got such a financial advantage that, to be honest, you have to do a lot wrong to not be in the top six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've just got such a further head start than anyone else, really. Um, so, yeah, I fully expect Leeds, unfortunately, to be pushing for the top two. Um, and I... Uh, well, obviously, we talked to Benjamin Bloom from the It Switch podcast uh, a few weeks ago. I I do think they'll probably end up being top six, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if 
you always see with teams that come down who kind of start a bit slow but then get their fate out. I wouldn't be surprised if coming in the season it's Leicester and Leeds in those top two yeah. spots. But yeah. Um let's stop talking about Leeds and how good right, they are. Yeah. Um, come on then. <laughs> come on then. Let's talk about match predictions here because I'm gonna go, right? I'm going to the game. I've got a Halloween fancy dress party in the evening. Are so, you gonna go in fancy dress to the game? I'm go, I'm, no, I'm not gonna go in fancy dress. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm six foot five ginger and I've got a weird mustache. I don't need any, <laughs> any more reason to stand up. Um, I, uh, <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put a picture on Twitter for people so they can see my costume if they if they do Excellent. care. Um, I, I think, look, I, I think we're gonna lose this game. Um, and I don't think there's any shame in that. I'm going to go for a 2-1 defeat, but I think we'll put in a good performance here. And I think Darren Moore um, might, weirdly, might come come out of this with a bit of credit because Leeds should win this game. They've got better players than us. I mean, you know, they, they bought Perot for money. I, I think when they were playing Ipswich, they had, what was it, 80 million's worth of attacking mm. players? You know, yeah, to, yeah. Again, spent forty million on him, so they should win this game. But I think we'll put in a good performance and take, you know, to do a near one at classics, to take the positives out of defeat, and hopefully it will help us with the upcoming games. And I'm going to go for a man who's in tremendous form, Tom, who we've not really waxed lyrical about. I know they did on the review show. I'm going to go for Mikhail Halik from a set piece because I think he has been absolutely fantastic this season. You talk about that block, but I just. He's just grown so much this season. Um, obviously, one player of the season last year. Him and Rodoni, for me, are the, the two best players for town at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, top goal scorer if he scores then, Brady. That's very town, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um, I think, I mean, I, I'm with you there. I think we're going to, I do think we're probably going to lose. I think Darren Moore, he's got a bit of, he has had a bit of stick, but when you take it into isolation, he has only lost, is it one game? Yeah, in his time. he has only lost one game. And if this is the foundation that he's building us on where we do become hard to beat, it's it's a good start. It is a good start. Mm-hmm. If we, if we, if we go here and we become a bit annoying or we nick a goal at the end, if we keep that score tight, which we seem to have done in, in games, which is good to see, apart from Birmingham, but I don't know what happened there. That was just a, yeah, silly game, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we can do something. I mean, my head, my head says three-one leads to be honest. Um, right. But I am, I'm going to go one-all. I'm going I'm to say we're going to get a point. Um, and town fans will be the happier of the two, kind of thing. Um, and do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with um Ben Wiles to get his first town goal. That'd be good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I think one of would be good. Um, It'd be uh, very good, Brady. I think any po- a point would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Away from home. I think if you're going away from home, you've always got to think at least a point is a good. Is good. Um, but I think I'm with you. I'd, I'd like to see a, perf- a good performance because we've seen spells of it. I mean, QPR, we saw... 25 minutes of town being absolutely brilliant and playing QPR off the park, uh, pushing really high, attacking really well. 
And it's like, and we've seen that in spells in other games. I, I feel like Ipswich is the only game where we've seen it for the full 90. Um, so I'd just love to see a bit more of that. But obviously this one, he's going to have to be a bit more tactically. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit more tactics about this and when he's going to have to push and when he doesn't. I think this is one where you, you, you've probably played shit for 80 minutes and then try and nick a, nick a goal in the last 10 kind of thing. Keep it, mm. keep it as nil nil or as low score as possible, and then try to get a point or three points. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. historically, Darren Moore has been quite good at that during his managerial career. So you never know. You never know, and that's the thing. Obviously, we might sound quite downbeat. I think it's just, I just say it's unfortunately it's just been a bit realistic because they have greater financial resources than us at the moment um but you know anything can happen in the derby um you know i didn't expect southampton to beat leeds because they're in horrendous form and they went there and you know hosted leeds and won three yeah. one so anything can happen i do think um we're just at a point in the season i was saying this uh to my town supporting friends the other day they've you know darren moore's the new ownership's man I think we're in a situation where we're probably going to limp to January and then I do think they'll back him and then I think we'll, we will see a more positive second half of the season or at least that's what I'm telling myself. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. That Ipswich game was fantastic. If we can do anything like that in this game, um, you know, we were only really let down by by our bench, unfortunately, to the quality of the bench and that's no disrespect to the players that came on, but we're just putting a really good performance and we just didn't have the same same level to keep it going for a full full game and if we do anything like that I think I think we could get a draw I, I really think we do um so let's see you know and um if we do lose don't worry it's you know there's always another game it's the championship there's like 500 games in the league so um <laughs> Not yeah. to worry. And if we win, fully celebrate it. I'm not one of these celebration police. <laughs> We've got a bit of a transition season. Um, so if you beat a team that's your rival and is trying to get straight back into the Premier League, absolutely celebrate that. It's not yeah. a cup final. It's just uh, you're allowed to celebrate. It's a derby. It's, it's a derby. It's a derby. Yeah. Right. Lovely. Tom, anything you want to say before we uh, we sign off? Um Good luck, everyone there, Brady. Make sure you're singing throughout. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I know there's been troubles at Huddersfield train station, but it, it looks like trains are running from Huddersfield Town, Huddersfield Town train station this weekend, so no one worry about having to get a replacement bus to Leeds. Um, but yeah, enjoy it, enjoy it, everyone. I'm sure, I'm sure, no matter the result, town fans will be loud um, for most of the game. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, thanks to Tom uh, thank for joining me this early, uh, this early Tuesday morning. Thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. As always, we will be back to preview the next game and to tar for now and up the town. Up the town. So town play up. We'll bring the car back to order. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. 
Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.